episode 189. And now here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. And welcome back once again to the Dharmic Evolution. I am so delighted to have you folks, you ladies, you gentlemen from around the world tuning into the Dharmic Evolution today. We've got a real treat for you. We've got an author. She's a singer. She's a songwriter. She's a poet. She's a voiceover artist. She does so many things. I, it would take me all morning to list them here. But we're going to visit with the author and creator of T-Joy Creations. It's Teresa Joy Haggerty. You better strap up your seatbelts, because we're going for a ride today. Are you a singer-songwriter, author, speaker, or thought leader? Have you been looking for a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency has exactly what you are looking for. Find out how we write and produce big, amazing songs on Music Row for authors, speakers, thought leaders, and organizations like non-profit and corporations. We also help singer-songwriters and artists by giving them a platform on Dharmic Evolution, a podcast designed specifically to broadcast your global career, now in 71 countries and with more than 161 episodes of artists all over the world from all genres. We know how to reach your target audience. Are you a dreamer like James? Then reach out today to James at thejamesoconnoragency.com and find out how we can help your global career. Well, Teresa Joy Haggerty, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. It is great to have you here on this wonderful day with your book launch. So hot, getting out to the presses, <laughs> right? Thank you. Yeah, it's actually tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Okay. It's on 1010. It's on 1010 is a good day to release. I love it. So, um, you know, it's funny. We've known each other for a while now, and we both have this um, this passion for the creative and and had so many um, so many little masterminds together. And uh, I really had no idea um, about the depths of Teresa Joy until I got to know you better and, and discovered all the amazing things that you are able to do and now you're sharing these with the world which i'm really personally excited about so um let's Aww. start with the book shall we <laughs> yes thank you so much that's very kind of you so the book is really exciting because you wrote it for um well children it's it's kind of geared towards children and can you give, give us just to get the ball rolling how, what was the genesis for how this idea formulated in your mind um that you felt like you wanted to share this with young kids well i would say that the truth is i didn't have that as an ambition um it was one of those things where i the book came to me at 4:30 in the morning and or maybe it's truer to say that I thought about it right before I was going to bed at midnight. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's the idea for this book. And I'm like, oh, I'm way too tired to start writing. I'm going to bed. And so I did. But then at 430, it was like, time to write. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm tired. It's like time to write. So the book came literally that day. And I just wrote for basically two days and the book kind of came to me. It didn't really come from me, I feel like. 
And the title of the book, Your Heart Knows the Way to Go. And um, <clears throat> that's amazing that you just grabbed that ambition and that, you know, that motivation and just captured it, you know, the genie in the bottle. In two days, it's done. Well, it's interesting because I really feel that the writing of the book was the fastest. It was the most enjoyable. It was something that I know that I was the venue. I was the conduit, but I don't feel like I was creating it because when I say that, it's because I wasn't thinking. I was just streaming it out, channeling it out, letting it come. And because other times when I have to think, things are more evolved, things are more complicated, but there was no thinking on this one. It just came. The discipline is what happened afterward because I wrote it last November and now we're into October. And the process of the writing was the sort of the culmination to things that had been happening before. So I would say that the last year has been, at least in my heart, stewardship, discipline, keep going, keep going, keep going. So it's been a weird, weird journey to let this book come out. But it's really fun. It's very exciting. I mean, um, I've seen all the, you know, all the periphery of everything you've done and heard the songs and everything. And by the way, Teresa is a really amazing singer, which we're going to get a little taste of that um, as well during the show. So let's go to T-Joy Creations is your, it's kind of like your brand. And everything that you do is under the TJ um, Creations brand. Uh, umbrella, I guess, or the T-Joy Creations umbrella. So um, what else, like, when did you decide that you were going to actually have music with this and songs? And this is a lot more than a book, folks. It's a whole, it's a whole experience. So can you take us down that journey, how this all happened? Yeah, I, I can try to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, T-Joy Creations is the overarching brand. And T-Joy Creations um, I guess is really what the culmination of the book entails because um, I did write the book, but I also illustrated the book with my paintings and collages. And then there was music within that each, not every single character, but many of the characters as those voices came to me, sort of like in the actress performing mode, um, they all had a different style. So songs would come from their voice. Um, each character has a different component of how they interact with the main character. And so some of them just became a little bit more like lullabies or ditties or just things to enhance the story. So the book is very multifaceted. There's the writing, there's the illustrated, there's the songwriting, there's the actual design, there's the messaging. So in a lot of ways, the actual book, because it's in both print form as well here, print form. Yes. Hold that hold that up again. All right, there you yeah, go. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. So here's like it's gonna be a little hard to see, but well, it's hard to see. There's there's various um all right, well here's one for example. All artwork by you. Yeah, that is beautiful. We're gonna so, play that. So the illustrations were sort of the characters and each part came together. So it's an aspect where I feel like creating is very multifaceted. And for me, uh, it's really not one dimensional. Is it writing? Yes. Is it singing? Yes. Is it painting? Yes. Is it acting? Yes. 
Is it engaging? Yes. Is it soulful conversations? Yes. I feel like the aspect of creating is something that's innate to all of us. And some of us take more of an interest in it and time for it. And I just feel like we're all creators and we're all working with how do we fall in line with what is deep within us as creators, especially when something's coming out as a song or writing or a painting. It's a very vulnerable, soulful place to be if it's coming from deep within you. You know, I think we should give everybody a little taste and let's play this. This is There Is A Path. There is a path prepared for me. It takes the eyes of faith to see. Not only faith, but courage too. To walk this path, I must trust in you. I'll lead me on down this rocky road. I'll lead me on, I am sure to grow. I'll lead me on down this rocky road. As I walk by faith, I know I'm not alone. Dark is the night, where is the sun? Remind me, Lord, there's only one. I feel the way from time to time. Fill me with love, no longer blind. I'll lead me on down this rocky road. I'll lead me on, I'm sure to grow. I'll lead me on down this rocky road. As I walk by faith, I know I'm not alone. So tell us about that, Teresa. How, you know, how did this, that was very, very beautiful, by the way. And I, you always amaze me as uh, me being a singer and you being a singer. I'm always embarrassed to sing in front of you because you know how to sing. And um, I'm more of a stylist, so it's like, now this girl knows how to sing. I mean, you just, you know, open it up, no no instruments, and away <laughs> you go, you know? So oh. I want to I ask but I you. I love the way you sing. I'm going to interrupt well, you to say I love the way you sing, <laughs> well, and I wish that you would sing in front of me more often because well, it's cool. It's yeah. I think singing is definitely from the heart and soul. So it, thank it, you for we, that. Though. We can agree on that. Hey, so I want to ask, how did how did this all like come? All the pieces come. Did they come like um, in sections? Like you know, did you say, well, all right, I wrote this book. Now I'm gonna do. Did it come to you to do painting first, or then music first, or did everything come in a wave? Like how did this? Because there's so many pieces. Like we didn't even get into the t-shirts and the bag you created that are all part of this whole. Um, you know, the whole assembly of all the products behind the product, if you will. So how did this all come to you? Um, well, the song that the There is a Path, right? In the book, I sing it um, very differently because that is sung by the little girl. And so she sings in a little more girl voice, you know, so it's a little bit more of to the actual point of the book. But that is one example where that song came to me a long time ago when I was wandering through the woods, because that's sort of my time to 
just listen in to what's deep within my heart and soul and where I feel like I get connected with the God space and spirit within kind of space. So for me, like even that one little song is old, right? And it's a short little ditty. It's not like it's going to, you know, take the world by force, but that just fit into what the character was going through. So I decided, oh, that's part of this. So there were little places that some of the songs were ditties for the for the book but they just kind of came out of the writing and again they're very simple it's not like they're complex songs in the book because doing the audible.com narration part it was like well let's just do it as a narrator because I had been narrating for others children's authors I'm like I might as well do it for myself yeah so so the whole place actually started with paintings and that was uh I don't know, three or four or five years ago or something, a bunch of different artworks started coming to me and I was so embarrassed by them. I hid most of them (laughs) because I felt like a lot of them looked very childish or childlike. And I thought, wow, it's really cute, but I can't show anybody that looks way too childish. And, um, So later on when I was writing the book, I'm like, oh my gosh, there is that character or, oh, there's that character. And so the paintings were augmenting the story in my mind. So I chose to kind of braid them into the story and then was looking at the illustration saying, well, what if this painting were to actually speak? What would it say? Or if this um, character would start to sing, what kind of song would come through them? So I just started weaving it all together. And some of it was conscious and some of it I can't feel like I take ownership of, even though, again, yes, I did it. <laughs> you know, that's kind of amazing that you you wrote, you, you drew the images and then the, it spoke to you to bring the characters to life. I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible, you know? Yeah, you I guess you're right. It. Yeah, I guess now that I'm saying it, it was really the images were there, the paintings were there, the songs were there, and then it just was like a big pot of soup. And I was hoping that the soup would be a little more chunky than big mush. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and you just happen to have the character voices inside of your, your head and your ability to do voices. So we're going to play Mama right now. Here we go. This is where I meet my mama. This is where I meet my mama. I come to her and she sings to me, sings to me, mama sings to me. The wind tickles the leaves. The babbling brook brings me ease. This is where I hear her voice, hear my voice. Mama sings to me. Nurture me, mama, your love deepens me. Nurture me, mama, keep singing to me. Mama, mama, dark earthy mama, sweet smelling mama, keep singing to me. This is where I meet my mama. This is where I meet my mama. I come to her and she sings to me, sings to me, mama sings to me. The wind tickles the leaves. The babbling brook brings me ease. 
This is where I hear her voice, hear my voice. Mama sings to me, love to me, Mama. Your love deepens me. Love to me, Mama. Keep singing to me. Keep singing to me. Keep singing to me. You know, that was absolutely fabulous. You did all those harmonies. How many harmonies do you have going on in there? <laughs> when I take the time to record, I put in like two, three, four, or five. I don't know. I just kind of start listening to the melody. And if the melody's pretty deep within me, then it's much more fun to harmonize. I always prefer to harmonize over being the soloist. And because right now I don't really play an instrument well enough that a lot of what I do is acapella. But I'm going to put a shout out to the world that if anybody wants to work with me on that, I would love, love, love that. Excellent. You hear that world? You people over in North Vietnam and Laos that are listening to the show right now? <laughs> we'll connect you to Teresa Joy. Hey, let's talk about your name, Trees of Joy, and, and how you um, felt. Because I have to do a whole special on this because when I met you, I said... You know, everybody's done these name changes, and, and, you know, Jesus was never Jesus of Bethlehem, I always say. He was Jesus of Nazareth, so you have to go somewhere else. And he named everybody he met a different name, you know. So yeah. there's, a whole, there's a whole litany of information behind names and, and finding the correct name for, for a person who feels like, well, I'm connected to that name. So tell us your version of your story of trees of joy and how that came about oh my gosh you're hitting all my vulnerability buttons today aren't you um i'm, I'm good at that so <laughs> <laughs> so my given name is Teresa joy but i never liked the name Teresa. three syllables Teresa, and it's very sharp with the t and an r and a uh. so i thought oh i gotta do something else and um Oh, wow. I guess I'm going to go to the short story. One of the short stories is I love trees. I feel like that's where I connect. And um, about 10 years ago, I had a very powerful, numinous experience where I was in a place that I just felt like I really heard a message. And it was like, your name is no longer Teresa. Your name is Teresa Joy. And that is my given name, Teresa Joy. But it also felt like... Um, it was total of the three syllables, not Teresa Joy. It was Teresa Joy. And so I just took the T-E-R-E-S-A and flipped the R and the E to Teresa Joy, Teresa Joy, Teresa Joy. That's trees of joy. And um, so for a while I was really playing it. And that's the sound in my head and in my heart that I am more Teresa Joy or trees of joy. Um and so that's really where Teresa kind of went away and Teresa Joy came about. And then it just made sense with everything else that um, it's really, I, I'm not inhibited in any way, but I don't like the whole world of look at me. It's like, no, 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 look at, look at the stuff that's coming through. And so that's where T-Joy rather than Teresa Joy. So anyway. And part of I'll your... 
part of your regimen is that you are a real, true nature lover, if I've ever met one. So um, <laughs> I, I've, I've, T- Teresa and I have actually talked or, or um, chatted uh, via text. And it's always like, uh, sometimes it's like six in the morning and she's like finishing her visit to the, to the woods. <laughs> it's true. It's you know? true. Some of my, some of my favorite things are what other people don't like. Like I love to get up before dawn. I'm like, Oh, I got to get up before the sun comes up. And, uh, or sometimes like being out late at night so you can hear instead of just see, or sometimes I love it when there is like rain, you know, just to not avoid the rain, but be in the rain and just let it soak you. Right. And and yeah, for me, it's like, so some of the songs that I've written, like Mama, that's a song where that's just my soothing place. It's my nurture place. It's the place where, like in the lyrics of the song, it's, this is where I hear her voice, hear my voice. It's like, it becomes the mirror. So for me, Nature is the place for me to hear and see and create. That's where most of my, that's where almost every song starts when I think about it is, wow, I can't say always, but just about always, it's in the woods. You know, this this is a perfect time for us to um, to look into playing your video. I'm just going to pull this up. Here it is. And check this out, folks, because you're going to love this. This is Trees of Joy in Action. TJ Creations has been an evolving process, really. In 2011, I felt invited to take a deep plunge into my more feminine side. It felt like a call into openness and trust and receptivity. I started to hear passionate whispers of let go, surrender. Reach out to me while holding on to others who come behind you, but always keep your eyes on me. So I began exploring the creative arts, music, writing, composition, dance, and painting. It was pure light and joy for me. I, I feel like I fell in love at that time. And that's when this collage came about. Um... It wasn't conceived from my mind. I feel like it came out of my spirit. It was it was like love at first sight. <laughs> and I knew her name was Mother Nurture. And she became my internal symbol of eyes up, feet planted, heart open, and hand serving. So after many renditions of searching for a name that fit me and my business and various art forms, I found that TGR Creations fit the myriad of experiences and expressions. And it was a posture that reminded me of my purpose to just keep looking upward while holding on to those behind. So now I just want to continue on this journey of trust and... Just let the winds of spirit bellow my fire to be lifted above the clouds and allowing me to fade away like a silhouette so that spirit can be seen all around me and through me.
Tijoy may be the most creative person we've ever had on the Dharmic Evolution. And that is a feat that is not easily accomplished. Right back to my interview with Teresa, right after this message. Have you connected with your gratitude today? I think I have something that will help inspire you. It's the brand new release from James Kevin O'Connor. Gratitude, recorded on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee with producer Kim Copeland and team, is James' third full-length album in four years. Ten amazing songs, each one a different story about the emotions, journeys and experiences that you and I have lived. Songs like Dreamer, Jesus Teaches, Tango On and 51 Shades of Grey. And of course, title track, Gratitude. Pick up the brand new CD today with amazing artwork and photography at iTunes, CD Baby and Amazon. Or simply go to jameskevinoconnor.com for your download right now. Send someone that you love a copy of Gratitude today. It might be exactly what they need in their life right now. Gratitude, the new release by James Kevin O'Connor. This is, um, you know, this is a, such a spectacular video, and I, I got to be honest, I didn't see this until this morning. I missed it on all of the files here, and mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a picture, and I, I was delighted when I saw this because this is really captures the, uh, you know, the quintessential uh, trees of joy and, and kind of tells everybody about who you are. Really fantastic. Where did you do this anyway? Uh, I did it in my kitchen, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, some of the nature shots. Was it in New Jersey or was um, it all over the yeah. place? Or was it, yeah. yeah, the the very first shot where I'm wearing that like long flowy sweater was again, it was like November or December and it was kind of a, a an autumn day where everything had fallen on the leaves in New Jersey and I was out hiking with my friend Eileen and and we were talking about purpose and destiny and what really calls to us. And so it was in that context that I'm like, well, this is what it looks like. I don't know a word for it. And so I did it and I'm like, take my picture so I can see what is that thing, you know? And so that was taken, wow, I'm going to say like five or six years ago at least. Right. And then the other picture um, was of the collage and that's a piece of artwork that is actually the character in the book called Mother Nurture. So that is the second piece of the little video clip is that. And then the third one is, I felt like that says it all. So she became a vector art piece that I could put into any kind of print or any other material. And then the very end was taken out in California where I spent time with my sister and her girls. And um, it was overlooking the Pacific. And we were sitting there, Linda, Annapurna and I, and we were just watching the sun go down. And the way that the the coastline is, it's like in um, Marin County, you're like above the clouds and the mountains that they roll here, like it's near Mount Tam. And it was just kind of cool because again, it captured this idea that whether I'm, you know, in my roots of Maine, whether I'm in, you know, metro area of New York, New Jersey, or whether I'm out in California or visiting people in Australia, it's like, it doesn't matter. As long as that posture is true in me, then I feel like I'm living on purpose. 
Yeah, let's talk about your your globe trotting and your world travels, which you you've done, <laughs> and it hasn't been so long since you you went on that journey where you traveled for uh, for a good amount of time. And can you tell us about some of the places that you you know you went to and what was what was going on in your mind like when you were traveling? Um, you know, how were you feeling like as a as a creative person? Uh, I know that's probably you know, such, for most of us, it's such food for the soul, you know, it's just so good for you on so many levels. And it's hard to describe for people who, you know, don't have that wanderlust um, pull and that urge. It's like they'd rather be, you know, a very segmented and regimented life. And that, that disturbs that for, but, but people who are creatives, most of us um, just draw so much fuel for that. So what was it like for you personally? What were you taking away from it? How were you feeling and where, what were some of the highlights of your journey? Um, well, I have had great fortune to have traveled a lot. So I've seen a lot of different places on the, on the globe. And there's so many beautiful places. And on that particular trip, it was um, a journey of seeking. And I was trying to see, like, gee, do I need to get out of New Jersey? Is it time to go somewhere else? So I was kind of in a seeking mode. And I was in a space where work was not coming to me and, you know, brokenness was happening in me. And I felt like I was walking through a lot of grief um, from some deaths and some people who had left as friends. And so the time was actually a very deep time, a very sorrowful time, a very confusing time, a very where the heck am I going and where do I belong time? So the feelings were not high. Um, but I have to say there's a lot of other travel that is. But I, I feel like when, like to your point about creatives and traveling, that there is something about being permitted to break out of the norms and break out of the boundaries. And I feel like anyone who's trying to create, whether they're creating from their writing their painting, their songs, especially songwriting. It's like you have to almost get all the other voices out of yourself and be able to listen to whatever's erupting. And I call that, you know, like your spirit place. You know, it's like your it's your zone, right? We all call it different things. But for me, being outside does it, traveling, seeing new environments, engaging with people who are not your norm. And it can be a little intimidating sometimes, but um I don't know. I like it. <laughs> How long were you out on the road? Uh, that was a year. Yeah. That's a long time. It was long. It, yeah. might, it might have been too long, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned Australia. Um, what other like countries did you visit lo- along the way? Um, I had gone through Europe. I had um, I had been to a few places in Europe. Um, I had spent most of the time in California. So it wasn't really as much of a world travel on that trip. Right. Although I have. I've been, you know, to Africa and Philippines and South America and different places. But that one that you're referring to was mostly in the United States. Wow. Well, great experience, I'm sure. Um, and, and the introspection was probably very valuable, though, even though you were probably, like you had mentioned, you, you were having some struggles um, dealing with, you know, bereavement and things like that. Um, but uh, I'm sure it opened up space in you that you didn't even realize at the time. Yes, and I think I'm still being cracked open. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the story is still unfolding. There's, yeah. There's still, it, where does this go, you know? And um, I guess that's where, like, in the book, 
um, the title of your heart knows the way to go. Sometimes I believe that 100% and sometimes I'm like, I don't even believe it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, It's like your heart knows the way to go. But sometimes we hear other voices or we hear you should do this or take that journey. And that's that's really not helpful, is it, when we hear a lot of other voices? When they're conflicting, yeah. It's the never-ending <laughs> learning journey. You know, we're all doing the same thing, it seems. Yeah, and that's that's really one of the points of the story was that the little, the little girl, the character, her name is Vivian, she has to learn on her mythical journey, how do you quiet things down to listen to the still, small voice? And I think that's what's true for all people, but particularly artists, because when we're putting ourselves out there to create and show people what we create, uh, it can be a little daunting. Yeah. But we got to listen, right? And we got to make our own difference. We've got to be responsible. And um, that's one of the other themes: is just do your part. You know, you don't have to change the whole world. You just have to just do your part. And that's kind of uh, one of the themes as well. You know, how does she take responsibility? How does she go through the mythical characters in nature? Because she starts in the forest and then she goes from the forest to the ocean and she learns about the damage of plastics and pollution and SUPs. And then she goes from there and beyond the sky. And so all of us, like, how do we get through the the thing, the challenge, right? And then how do we start to listen to that voice, that still small voice within? And how do we take responsibility and make a difference? And in the book, I, I refer to it as it, you know? So it doesn't have to have a particular name. As long as you're moving in that direction, you're gonna find your way, you know? Be still and know, and you'll find your way. That's where the, that's where the place is. Be still and know that I am God. Well. What is that place of God for you? What is that quiet space? And I'm calling it in the book, it, you know, be it, do it, have it. <laughs> Are you reading my mind again? Because I was just going to ask you about, you know, my next question was going to be, let's talk about the T-shirt full ah. of it and the slogan. <laughs> so let's All dive right. a little deeper into that subject. And by the way, great. I saw the, the photo you put up of, with you on, with the shirt on uh, a couple of days ago. It looks, it looks just great just love the the artwork on it so um yeah let's let's you know describe in detail uh what this shirt is and what the metaphor and the message is for everybody all right well here i'm gonna hold this up real quick there it is i'm full of it i'm full of it (laughs) (laughs) um you know it's fun it's like a play on words obviously but um because in the book, it's it's that's the name, it, that to me, whether you call it hope, joy, love, peace, awesomeness, beauty, power, peace, I mean, that's it, you know? And so it's like one encapsulating word. So the t-shirt was, I'm full of it. And on some days, I'm full of hope. Some days, it's joy. It's like, I'm full of it. I'm full of it. Yeah. And, and when I feel it, it's, you know, it's got that little sass of like, yeah, I'm full of it. And I know it, you know, yeah. and when, when you're doing it, you know, cause I've been with you in the woods too. And it's like, when we're full of it, we feel alive. And, you know, Harold, Harold Thurman had said, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive. Cause people need to be alive. And so that t-shirt is kind of like, owning when we're in that space. So it just went with one of the pieces that I had created and in the 
you know, like a, a graphic art form. And I'm like, hey, that'd be a cool T-shirt. So yeah. it just kind of, I don't know, you get random ideas and go with them. No, I, I like the way you have the alignment. Everything is together. The um, You got the T-shirt, the bags, the book, and there's another piece that I forgot. What is what is the other piece? Well, the the bag, like, so here's the picture. I don't know if you can see it or not. It's the image of the brand, but it's really Mother Nurture. Okay. So she's one of the main characters. And so she sings. She gets, you know, the character says, you've got to go find Mother Nurture. So on the bag, again, well, here's another picture of the bag. Yes. Yeah. So it's um, it's multifaceted because B-Y-O-S, bring your own stuff, bring your own supplies, be your own source, build your own system, bring your own sport, be your own superhero. I mean, there's just so much with it. And the bag, again, was an outlet for a way to make a difference. Like, we can really do very simple things that make a difference. Like, there's really no need anymore to to use plastic bags at a grocery store. It's just not necessary. So like this yeah. is a place to say, hey, just get this nylon bag, take it from me and move it on and spread the word. And so it was a very simple way that I felt like I was just do your part, Teresa. Oh yeah, well my parts, I'll get the bags out there and I'll, you know, so it was a, it was a place to weave it together um, with bag and artwork and messaging and doing your part. And so they kind of came together, the the bag and the t-shirt and the book and the audio version and the narration. It's just like, you know, spinning off on a lot of creations. You know, it, you know, it's, it's most people just write a book, but no, you do five part harmonies. You write songs, you, you illustrate, you do like, I mean, there's so <laughs> many things surrounding this under the T joy creations umbrella. And by the way, great job with the website looks fabulous. Oh, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's like so hard because I don't really want to be an expert. So it's like, I feel like to your point, I do do a variety of things and, um, I probably, it's time to focus a little bit more perhaps, but I would prefer to just find people to share and collaborate with. Like, I don't want to be a website expert, right? Right. I don't want to be like an expert in anything. I just want to work and team up with other people who, who do want to move in the same direction. Um, so it's well, coming. One more step. You've, you've come to the right place then. You're going to find them, I'm sure. Somebody from this, this audience is going to reach out and say, hey, I dig what you're doing, and I do websites, by the way. Hey, let's talk <laughs> about your coaching because you do, you do, again, you do so many different things. And, um, you know, as a, as a coach, who was who the best person that you could help, Teresa? for, for coaching? Well, I guess I'll say it this way. Um, the thing that I enjoy the most when I'm working with people is soulful conversations. Um, it's a, I like to create an environment where people can feel safe to express themselves and be very free to within that ask questions that they might feel uncomfortable talking about with other people and sometimes even addressing in oneself. Um, and so I tend to, um, I jokingly tell people that I am the corpus callosum, <laughs> which is the, it's the band of your brain that connects the left and the right brain. 
uh-huh. because my whole early years were very analytical and creative, analytical and rational and logical and strategic, very almost like the masculine dominance kind of thing. And then on the other side of the brain is the creative, the intuitive, the psychic, the passionate, the pers- you know, perceptive part. And in coaching, that's what I like to bring is if someone is kind of stuck in the side where they're trying to figure it all out, then I like to say, how can I help them get to the other brain? Or if they're a wild creative, it's like, hey, how do we rein this in and put it into a system where they can move the idea into an action plan and get it on their street? So I I like to be able to have deep conversations enough to get people moved. And I like to try to create it in short bites, like not have it go years of a coaching relationship because there's a lot of people who do. But I would rather say, let's do a six-week stint. Let's maybe take it from there, but put parameters on there, get them moving, and then check in where it goes from there. So, you know, some of that is whether you call it executive coaching, life coaching, spiritual coaching, it's all under that place of deep connection with me in that case and then helping them reconnect with self. Who would be like your favorite person to help? Would it be... A young adult, would it be somebody in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 20s? Um, Is there any parameters that that are ideal for you to help? Um, I think I'm drawn mostly to people who are in that change in the early years. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I, I don't really feel like there's any pigeonhole, but I feel like I can understand and relate to people who've gone through transitions. Um, So a lot of times that you know, hits, hits home with anyone who's, let's say 16 to 36, you know, because right. there's so much coming at us so fast. And if you're, you know, older than like, say 56, there's a good chance that you've already settled into what you're going with and you're going to stick there. Not everybody, of course, but, but in the coaching place, it's that how, do, how can someone stand beside me Today I need to hold their hand. Today I need to link arms with them. Today they need to kick me in the butt. You know, which is it? And so in that coaching relationship, I try to discern what do I think they might need as I'm listening to them of what they think they might need. So I find that it's often um, either that younger generation or people who are in that place where they're trying to find their next horizon. You come from a very large family. Um, I do. Yeah, and you really come from a place of um, the entire family, as I as I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, is um, tied to worship in in some you know facts from some form. And uh, how did this like impact your thinking, and how did this contribute to you know molding the person that you are today? Um, as a young girl growing up surrounded by um, so many in your family who are, you know, connected to the Lord. How did that, you know, how did that make you into the person you are today? Wow, that is a huge question. Um, I'll begin to try to answer it. Um, I feel like I am who I am today because of my roots. And um, I've heard it said about parents that the two things parents, good parents give their kids are roots and wings. And if they can give them roots to know where they're planted, then give them wings to get going on their own. And I really am grateful my parents did that. Like they gave us very 
um, they helped inculcate values that I still hold in a lot of ways. And then they were really swift to kick us in the butt and say, okay, you're on your own. You're now out of high school, you know? So by the time we were out of high school, we were on our own financially. Um, And so a lot of that was important. But the thing that was woven through our whole family was a very deep connection to what I call God, you know, spirit. And I can remember at age four, my first time that I heard something and I knew that it was for me, it was the voice of God, you know, and a lot of times now I refer to it as intuition or spirit just because it's much more, it's not about a, how does things push away, but how do things come together? And I think a lot of times if we stop to listen, we're all going to hear that space and that voice. And for me, the voice of singing always helps. Um, and with our family, we were always singing and playing and sports and nature. And my parents helped guide us on a regular basis, be in a place where you're singing, you're praising, you're praying, you're connecting. And so the form was, you know, definitely more of a, a regular religious form. But I guess maybe because I'm a wild thing, it was a very creative outlet for me. So it was very natural for me to always connect that way. And now the forms like, like, well, does it come through that church? Well, no, not really. Well, does it come through that group of people? No, not really. Well, is it that belief system? No, not really. So I feel like in a lot of ways I've busted free from all of the different uh, maybe organized religion sources, but I cannot get away from God. You know, it's like wherever you go, that's, you know, whether you go high or low or in the oceans or not, when you go in the, the sea, it's like everything that that is speaking is for me that voice of God. So spirit, God, it's all from my childhood, really. It started there, at least. When did you realize that you were special? Like you, you, <laughs> you, heard, you heard the voice of the Lord when you were four. So at some point, you must have said to yourself, there's something going on that, um, that I'm special, that, I, that not everybody is having this experience. And, and I say that with the understanding that it's not that they can't have that experience. It's that there's something inside of you that has awoken and has allowed you to have the bravery to accept what's coming to you. So at some point you must have said when you were a teenager or maybe later or whenever that you realized that everybody around you wasn't really the same. Can you remember? Um, <laughs> um, well, I can remember feeling like, yes, I'm not the same as others, but I, I don't really relate to the thing about ever thinking I was special. I No, I never really felt that and still don't, actually. Well, it's may like I just that, be the first to tell you that you're very special, <laughs> okay? Oh, <laughs> thank you. And I, and so are you. And it's so funny because I heard someone say, you know, you are so unique, just like everyone else. You know, we're all unique. <laughs> we're all special, right? <laughs> um, I, but I guess, like, the point you're trying to make is about the hearing or seeing and, like, um, yeah, I think there is an embracingness that happens and maybe that's why like knowing with your show and singer songwriters and artists and people who paint and people who feel intensely and feel deeply, there's something when we go through, uh, the deep feeling, the intensities, like emotionality and spirituality are very close to each other. It, like when we allow ourselves to feel deep emotion, 
we get close to allowing ourselves to feel spirit. And if we try to manage or stop our emotion, then we often stop spirit. Now, I think that there's a place where we must learn things like self-control, of course. So I'm not saying don't, don't use wisdom in what we feel, but I think that the space of um, hearing God, hearing guidance, that is a really close place to how do I feel? What is happening within me? What's going on in this part of my body? Wow, this is something going on. So over the years, I mean, it's over 40 something years where I've been with that. So, you know, for me, it started very much in my body, like it was in my belly as a kid, you know, it was like my belly would start to quiver. And that's why I like to, you know, like be with kids now, because like, they'll feel that nervousness in their body. And I think a lot of us do when we're not trained. I think it starts with knowing our body because messages will happen there. And then sometimes it'll happen in our thought process and we have to capture that thought. And then sometimes it's just overwhelming emotions. So I guess I don't really feel that sense of specialness at all. It's more of like I, I feel like maybe I just chose to say, yeah, that's, that's what I got to listen to. And um, over the years, maybe I've done it more than other people, that's all. Yeah, I think it's. I think there's a lot of introspection that has to happen, and a little bit of bravery, and faith to um, to say, "Yeah, I believe in something so much higher than me," and mm-hmm. uh, and just be be available for the blessing that is that is there. Yeah, for sure. So back sure. to this wonderful <clears throat> book, and the audience is um, youngsters. Fifth grade is a, is a kind of a sweet spot for this, but not that it's limited to that by any means. I mean, as an adult, I'm enjoying enjoying all the aspects of, of what I've seen so far, and looking forward to to getting my copy. Um, so where are we going to go with this? Um, well. Do- the- yeah, the book, um, it's funny because like when, when it was written and I had someone talking to me about it and they said, oh, who is it age four? Um, you know, part of the editor, she said, well, let's target the fifth grade. I think it's fifth grade. And then she's like, now it's really more than that. It's we'll do the age nine to 12 because those are chapter books and trade books. And so I was like, great, that's cool. And then I got a couple of fifth grade teachers to read it and they're like, wow, this is like one of those books that is timeless and it's an epic and it's not even for kids at all. I'm like, what? You know? Yeah. Um, I could see Disney doing something with this book. It's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun because like, if you know, like, well, if you think back to Bugs Bunny, right? Was Bugs Bunny for kids or adults? I mean, we all laughed at Bugs Bunny and then it's like, well, what about like the Lion of the Witch in the Wardrobe? Was that for kids or was that really an adults? Or what about the Wizard of Oz? You know? And so this book has a lot of epic journey tales, kind of like Joseph Campbell and mythical stuff. And so they, you know, a lot of feedback that I've been getting is because it's not even officially launched, but just people who've read it, people who I admire, people who are other authors, people who are um, those who have like credentials, I guess. They are saying you should do this with book clubs and go in to speak. And I guess like my my desire at this point is I want to talk about the topics of the books. You know, I want to go in and speak with groups and engage with them as you know, not only the the didactic speaker at them, but facilitate the discussion and the interactions and, you know, have a sense where, sure, we can sing the songs and I can do the character voices and all those kind of things like that. 
you know, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. But it's more about like, let's get into the content. What about your journey? So, you know, whether it's just a lighthearted thing and, you know, kind of playful and more of a learning tool, that learning tool is going to be great for the kids. But then for those who are in the struggles of life and the challenges, that's where it gets pretty meaty and um, has some of more of that epic kind of engagement. So, you know, it's funny. I, I hope that some doors will open up, whether it's to schools or groups and, and talking to people, because I have some schools that have already said, hey, come on in here. So that's good. And I had another group who said, hey, do this with our book club. So that's cool. Um, so we'll just see what's more. I got a couple of FaceTime offers. So who knows? It's, it's just fun to be part of. This is my process of stewarding this till see what happens what's next it's very very exciting and uh as we're as we're wrapping up um you know i want people to please visit um tj creations website and if you could just give the address again it's tj at what is it trace it's tjoycreations.com. And okay. Yeah, and I ended up um, putting on there, I have 10 different people. Who's lucky enough to have 10 people who speak 10 different languages? But I put like the title, and in some cases, the title in the book description. So it's in French and Spanish and Italian and Russian, Romanian, Dutch, Chinese, Korean, um, so that they can at least listen to it because the book doesn't have a lot of deep, complex language. So I thought, oh, maybe people who want to read this as a family or practice their English in a, from a different country, it was a way they can just like listen to it and see if they want to hear that. So, you know, that's um, a yeah. first for Dharmic Evolution. I'm so happy that you you suggested that and brought this to everybody's attention because um, we are in 71 countries, and you know, not all those countries are English speaking countries, obviously. Um, um, so it's going to be a real treat for people to go to the Dharmic Evolution website when this show uh, is is published, and they can just, whatever your language of preference is, you can click on the link and listen to that. And so I'm, I'm really excited about that. That's, that's just uh, amazing. So any parting words of wisdom, anything you want to shout out to everybody around the world? And by the way, just on... Um, on this day that Teresa Joy is being recorded, Dharmic Evolution is number one in five different places, and uh, which is the USA, Sweden, the UK, Singapore, Japan, and in Singapore once again we are top of the top, top of the pile for all categories in podcasts. So everybody listening out there, please support Teresa Joy Haggerty. This is going to be amazing, Teresa. <laughs> Thank you so much. I guess the only shout out is really to you because you have been, I've watched what you've been doing with this podcast and being faithful to the process. And I really think that a lot of people, as they come across your path, you will benefit, but I more so think that your purpose for letting them benefit is going to break things wide open. And so the shout out goes to you, James Kevin O'Connor, and what you're doing. So thank you for this chance to talk with you. And thanks for just being part of whatever's unfolding for both of us. You know, who knows? Who knows what the spirits, the winds will blow next. <laughs> 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 Teresa Joy Haggerty, uh, thank you so much for being a part of the Dharmic Evolution. It's always a pleasure to see you and I uh, just want to wish you all the love, luck, and success in the world. Right back at you. There is a path. Shades of loneliness 
Tango, The Bee Sings, Beauty Poem, Mama for Tea Joy, and so many others. And not to forget, your heart knows the way to go. These are the songs, the stories, the voices of Teresa Joy Haggerty. Go over to T-Joy Creations and support this unbelievable artist. She's a one of a kind. So happy you guys were with us today on the Dharmic Evolution. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did this visit with Teresa Joy. And if you're one of the people in the 71 countries consistently digging on the Dharmic Evolution and what we're doing here, please go over to iTunes and it would be great if you would subscribe, rate, and review the show. We need your support and help. It really helps with the indexing in the um, iTunes uh, store. It's really important to the, to the uh, longevity and uh, it does a lot for the artist's uh, authors, speakers, thought leaders, singer-songwriters who come on this show. So if you would do that, I would be personally very, very grateful. And if you have not yet gone over to dharmicevolution.com, please check out the website. Check out the 189 artists, is it, that are on that website. You can scroll through all of them from countries all over the world. Find out where the indie artist action is. It's right here at dharmicevolution.com. And if you or somebody special that you know uh, want to be a guest on this show, go over to the guest tab, fill out your assets, drop it in, and we'll see if we can get you a booking on this show. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.